Hi. So, you know, um, when you move to a new machine um, and you don't have Skype installed and you don't have Audio Hijack installed and you haven't set up Audio Hijack to work with Skype and you haven't set up your audio USB device to work with Audio Hijack and Skype. No. Bad podcaster. <laughs> So I think I flirted with a guy yesterday. Okay. And I feel a little bit bad about it. Okay. Because I feel like I was accidentally leading him on. Um, and obviously I, that, that wasn't, well, not obviously, but that wasn't my intention. Um, okay. So I was at an event yesterday, which we may talk about. And, uh, a chap sat next to me and started asking me lots and lots of questions, uh, about all sorts of things, mainly sort of ostensibly around the idea of podcasting. Uh, and then it sort of became turned into other things. And, um, I, I, I sort of started like gently ribbing him in a way that I might do if I was having a, a light and frothy conversation with someone. And after a while, I, I kind of cottoned on. Like we, we've, we've established before, I think off, off pod that I am, um, not to toot my own horn, but something of a bear. And, uh, I think, I think I appealed to him and we had this sort of very light frothy conversation and and a couple of times i caught myself basically flirting with him um and it was a it was a new experience for me thoughts okay um um uh, oh. what what makes it flirting rather than just having a nice conversation? Um, the, a certain, um, repartee, a certain, okay. um, sort of whip, whip, not smart, but like that whip crack of dialogue. Um, and I was doing bits in a way that I wouldn't do with another complete stranger who just sat down. Do you know what I mean? I think a yeah, part of it is the fact that he was never spoken to him before. He sort of <laughs> was quite familiar and very friendly. Um, and so it was a very easy conversation, but I was also distracted and tired because I had to reset the presentation that I was giving because I, I was giving it twice in the day and it has a practical element. And so I had to reset um, everything. Um, and so I was sort of doing that while I was chatting to him and, a couple of times I was, I, I was trying to very gently sort of shoo him away and it wasn't, the hint wasn't taking. Okay. <clears throat> I'm still, I'm still, I'm still not sure what, because I'm not there. Or yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not sure what, what makes it flirty rather than just. There was, um, uh, not, not to compromise any upset, but there was, uh, a lady at a social activity that I was at recently. And I, like I, I turned the charm on 100%. So I know when I'm turning it on, but it's also quite nebulous and quite hard to define. And this is the first time this has ever happened where I've, and that's why I sort of felt bad because I'm pretty sure he wanted to have okay. that conversation. And that's why I was like, I, I, I feel bad because I'm playing along and I'm not doing it to be a jerk. Uh, I'm not doing it to dangle something that's not available. Uh, like, I Dangling just, your available character. Yes. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, and, and yeah, so I, I kind of felt a little bit like, mm, I, mm, I don't, 
there isn't a, a, a there isn't an appropriate way to deal with this situation um, because you can't right. just say I think you're flirting with me and that's fine and this is fun but I I I I mm. ah, okay so um I think this is fine I think this the the story as you have laid it out is fine I don't think anybody's hurt or upset or liable to have any problems I'm just going to adjust the volume on my phone. um. I, I think if it got so in, in any circumstance where there is a familiarity in um between two people mm. um at some point somebody might say cards on the table I, w- I, I want to go in this direction mm-hmm. and the other person might say okay that's not the direction that that I was thinking I like the current direction. Can we stay there? And then the first person mm-hmm. either has to say, I can't deal with that because Mark's looking so sexy. Mm. Uh, I have to leave now. Or that person mm. says, I can deal with being sexy big bear, Mark Stippen's friend only. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's, there's a problem. If, if that person fancies you, you don't fancy them. That's, that's fine. That's the thing that happens in the world. and and (laughs) currently because nobody has said here's here's this flag Mm. the conversation can continue in the way that it is and that's fine nice friendly banter until anyone else says actually i i I don't normally speak to people like this oh um so you've done look this has been fun but but how do we you know escalate this um yeah yes so so i don't I don't think there is anything wrong with you having responded in kind with the the energy that that person brought to the conversation. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no problem with that. And I think the reason why you caught yourself doing it, um, and this is a real kind of route one ball through psychology and and things like that, but and feel free to tell me if I'm being an idiot. You are doing lots of improv now and mm. you're more used to accommodating, adjusting and going, that's an interesting path. Let's go on that path. Could, it could well and, be. And matching yeah. people's energy mm-hmm. rather than going, Mark Stedman doesn't do this. I hadn't, uh, yeah, I hadn't considered it because we actually brought that stuff up because it turns out he knows, uh, at least one of the, um, yeah, so the, the improv thing came up and my specific improv troupe came up. Um, but it didn't occur to me, um, that I may have been yes anding in a way that I wouldn't have. Oh, you're a yes man. Otherwise. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, it is entirely, entirely possible. Cause I think, you know, let's say a year ago, cause I was very tired, um, mm. and, um, diet, diet problems. Um, and and i was still i was i just i think was was at that point on the adrenaline come down from having delivered a um a fairly complicated um workshop which had a practical element that was challenging um so i think i was you know i was i was kind of drained and i think usually at those points in the past, I probably would have shut down, um, but because he didn't, and I wasn't, I wasn't standoffish to begin with, but I, I sort of wasn't super open. Um, but I, because he didn't take that, I think 
I'm now more used to being on stage and knowing what happens. I think this is probably the key is things will happen on stage in an improv scenario that you either don't like or that you weren't expecting or that you're not really along for the ride for. And you have to find a way to make it work. And I think it's that energy specifically, <clears throat> not simply the yes ending, but the, okay, all right. So this is the scene we're in now. Um, you know, now we're doing a joke, jokes about dicks and butts. Okay, fine. So if, if that's the mode that we're in, right, I'm Dick Butt Man, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and moving it in that direction. Um, whereas in a normal scenario, I probably would have said, can I just go over here now? Mm. <laughs> um, so I think you're right. Um, and like, I mean, like I, I didn't present this because I thought it was a problem. Uh, I presented it because I thought it was an interesting thing to talk about. And it feels like a unique experience that I've had that I think someone was, cause I, 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 I you know, without getting too, too personal into the weeds, I'm not a person with whom, no, that I can't, uh, I can't make that grammatical sentence make sense. I'm not a person that gets flirted at, um, and so when, when it happened and, you know, I, I, I've often been accused of not seeing it when it's happened before. And so when I so kind of blatantly saw it this time, that's when I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm picking up what he's putting down. Um, you know, and often, so often that isn't the case. So I think it's, it's less likely that I've drawn a false positive here. Um, because I'm usually so, yeah, so the other way attuned. Um, and so it's because it's a, not a unique, but certainly a rare occurrence. I think that's why I thought it was notable. So uh, there, there you go. Cool. Well, um, you, you you mentioned something about um, improv and and mm. when there's something and you're kind of like going, oh, I don't want to go, don't want to go in this direction, but you have to kind mm. of sail with the ship. I had a really really tough one last night um, doing an exercise at the, the stand-up course, which was part of a previous episode's homework. Yes, and, and uh, yeah, so just to reiterate, John is now doing a, a stand-up comedy yes. because this is part of his um, personal development allowance that he's given yes. um, by his company. Yes. So, um, so so now that I'm three weeks into the stand-up comedy course, I am crying on the inside 20% more and uh, hopefully uh, at some point I'll become <laughs> more, more funny, but I don't, don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Stop it at once. No, um, there was there was an exercise we did last night, which was um, a, a fairly a fairly classic setup. I'm sure everyone's done these as, as writing exercises. Somebody writes a thing and then you pass the piece of paper on and then the next person adds embellishes. Um, is it one of those, sorry to, to, to clarify, is it one of those where you see the thing that the person's written or are you just writing the next line, you know, cause sometimes you do that. Okay, blind. So, so it's, so it's of the genre of, um, people pitching things into something and then you have to get something at the end out. The specific way it was done was everybody had to write a mundane fact about their day onto a piece of paper. Mine you'll be delighted to hear was, I had a potato scallop on the way to class. Yes. 30 pence, mate. High tide, Kingsley High Street. Fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good place. I, I didn't stay no, wrong. No, you didn't. Um, I might, I might pick up on the, the thread of, uh, potato scallops in a minute. Um, yeah. and then you pass your paper to the next person and they have to take what you've written and they have to find a way to exaggerate it for comedic effect. Yeah. Then they fold over your original, pass it on, and the next person then has to take 
yours to the next level. And this happens five times. So a mundane statement gets built up and built up and built up and built up. And obviously the, the point of the exercise is to realize that you can take something mundane and you can keep twisting it and keep twisting it and keep twisting it until you've rinsed all the funny out of it <laughs> um, or, fa- or found the funny in something that, that, that wasn't. Um, and, and it's an exercise in, in language as well, in terms of getting used to write, uh, speaking and writing in exaggerated ways. And I, the piece that I got as the last one, I looked at it and I really, really, really struggled because the one thing that, the one thing I really, really hate in comedy is a rape joke. Mm-hmm. And this thing had run out of road and that was the only thing that was left. And I was looking at it, I was like, I, I can't. The only, the only way that I can take all of this because it had gone so negative and so dark and it was sexual. The only way I could do it was, and I was like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I was refusing myself to do it. Um, I, I can't remember the the exact thing, but it, but it was about being a predator and, it was, it was horrible. The, the things that people had kind of put on the lead up to it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm very pleased to, to say that I did resist the dark path. And so I try, I, I, I managed to exaggerate it away. Um, but it's, it's very, 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 very hard when that you've got five of the voices pushing you down a line. Um, and, and then you're in this kind of thing of, oh, you're in a safe room. Maybe you could say something horrific, but even, even in that thing of five other people have set the joke up and I'm in a room where I can say anything and no one's going to feel bad about it. We're just going to talk about it afterwards and probably hopefully say, no, you never, you never go there. Um, I couldn't do it and I'm glad I can't do it. It's yeah. The, the first night I did. Uh, and this is not to, to bring it back to me. I just, just to commiserate, mm. um, the, the first night of, of my, um, level one course at improv, I, I was hashtag triggered. Um, and, uh, someone said uh, one of the few words that, that I, that are on my, you know, no, no, no list. Mm. Um, there are other people's no, no, no lists. And I sort of, I crib off those lists, but they're not, it's not my list. I will respect that list and, and, you know, but I'm, I'm sort of, I'm following someone else's Spotify playlist. Whereas this one was one of the words that's on my own Spotify playlist. If you catch my drift. Um, and, um, I sort of had that duality. You, you, you have to, you, you have to choose to ex- either accept that this is a safe space and you might hear or indeed say things that you don't agree with. But you, yeah, I think you either have to make a decision to accept that's the space that we're in and we can divorce our own personal politics or our own personal ideas from comedy. Um, or you say, no, that, you know, I, I choose to put my personal politics first and I have, I have a line in the sand over which I will not go. Um, and then it, then you have to figure out what happens when other people go over that line do, you know do you call them out on it do you say look i know this is a safe space but that's not fair um or do you let it go and just keep it in your back pocket as a you know it's they're, they're tricky they're tricky conundra they really are so um 
Scallops, then. Scallops, yeah. Oh, this strangely, uh, conversation today, isn't it? I, I wonder how many, so, uh, you know, obviously we have uh, at least one American listener. Um, I don't know how peculiarly British they are, um, and also how peculiarly in northern, uh, Midlands to north they are. Um, I have linked the, uh, Paradise Circus scallop line map. Thank you very much. Um, and so what we're talking about is a big flat chip, uh, as in a, a potato chip, as in, a, you know, not a French fry, a chip, like an actual, because French fries are long and skinny, a big flat chip. Um, it's basically what a potato scallop is. It's in the shape of what you, well, it's just a big dollop of potato that's flat and then covered in batter and it's delicious. It's amazing. And, uh, it, when you go to the chip shop, portions of chips are too damn big. Yeah. And sometimes you just, you sort of, I just want a little, little hit of, mm-hmm fried food covered in salt mm-hmm. and a potato scallop is the only thing is the only snack sized item that you can get that fills that hole so um it was the the one i had yesterday was he gave me the biggest one in the cabinet yes it was it was about the size of the palm of my hand oh yeah and about the thickness of the palm of my hand yeah beautifully be- beautifully cooked Mm-hmm. Nice crispy batter, nice soft soft potato inside, loads of salt and vinegar on it. Yes, just mate. Gave it to me on a piece of greasy paper and just walked out the door and just stuck it down my face. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect. If you get a bag of chips, that's a commitment. It's a commitment <laughs> I can't make. Yeah, and it's also a very hard walk and uh, walk and eat food. Uh, a bag of chips. Um, there's not so many places I feel like that actually do cones anymore. Well, yeah. So a cone a cone has become a measure of chips yes you're than, absolutely right rather than a receptacle rather than receptacle so it it, it goes scott well scallop isn't part of the, the chip cannon no <laughs> i'd like a chip cannon <laughs> but but you could say that it would go like scallop is the smallest size portion of fried potato you can get mm-hmm. then you've got your cone of chips which is actually a small bag of chips then you've got your bag of chips then you've got your large bag of chips yep 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 now a cone is too much for me Mm-hmm. So all like all of all. Well, so have you already had your tea? No, at this no, point, no, I didn't have my tea until after class. Ah, right. So this is a that, right. That's acceptable then. I, I'm I'm with you. Um, yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. I mean, um, I I, I feel like it's hard to stop at one scallop. There's um a chippy that's open near me now, and uh, very occasionally you'll ask for a scallop and you get two. Um, what? Yeah. So yeah, I was happened. thinking about this and I was thinking about the price of a scallop. Mm. Now, as I mentioned to you yesterday on, on the texts, um, I think I, I think I wouldn't feel ripped off if I paid a pound for a scallop. Yeah. A pound is like a standard unit of, 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 of something, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it, it feel, yeah, it's quit. It feels like a minimum unit. It's the, maybe the, the nearest equivalent is the American quarter. It's like that is a unit of money that, sort of most things start at a pound yeah 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 i mean obviously freddo's should cost 10p and, <laughs> 10p. Um, and any attempt to i mean they're up to 25 pence yeah. i think at the moment at freddo space raiders similar similar thing that's a, that's a 10p treat that's what that is um but yeah other, other than that a quid i mean a normal regular size chocolate bar is basically a quid now isn't it knocking on for yep so i i, I would I would feel that I would be getting value for a pound. However, I'm, I'm aware that a pound is way over the odds. Mm-hmm. Um, the 30 pence that I paid yesterday felt an absolutely ridiculous bargain. Yeah. I don't know how they can do it for the money, Mark. It's a steal. 
Um, it's because it's a lot, it's probably a lost leader. A lost what, just to get me in? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, cause it's one of those where you, it's just, it's, so me and Danny <clears throat> have the same thing where, um, you get, um, you get a bag of chips and, you know, like a, for me, it's often chicken kebab meat and chips, um, or, uh, battered sausage and chips, fish and chips, whatever. So you get your and chips, what the Scottish call a chip supper, no, a fish supper, which the supper suffix just means and chips. Um, and the scallop is for the walk home. Ah. The food is for when you get home and you, you eat the food, but the scallop is, is the, is the, the little, it's a thing that your dad would do as the little, that's dad's little treat uh for when he's driving the kids back from scouts or whatever and we, we get chips on the way and then dad gets his little scallop treat uh, and oh. then drives home like it's it's that kind of thing um and so i think you know as as a kind of add-on loss leader uh i think it, it makes a lot of sense no so mm, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna have to give you a bit of a marketing when i want here mark <laughs> so i'm sorry to be that guy <laughs> No, you're so, not. A loss leader is not what you've just described. No, I know. I know what a loss leader is. Yeah, no, you know, you're, 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 uh, you're, you're upselling is what you're doing there. Yeah. This is an important distinction. This is an important Yeah, yeah. If, if, no, I think so if you're doing the cheap bottles of milk in your shop that are 10p cheaper than anywhere else is a loss leader because milk is already pretty much zero profit. So you, you, you actually make a loss on the milk. To get people to come into the shop, so they then buy a slightly overpriced chocolate bar. Yes. We are, we are at yes, yes, yes. That that's that's your lost leader. This is just an upsell because you've already you've already spent the money to get them into the shop. Yeah, but it, it's very often. Sorry, I, I don't think I've ever been offered a scallop, which is what I would associate with being an upsell. Well, if I ever ran a chipping, yeah, I'd be like, do you want me to check a little scallop on there for the walk? Yeah, you see. Now you want to make sure that it's, you don't want to chuck it on there. You've, you've got to have it separate. You've got to have it wrapped separately because otherwise you, you get into a whole greasy mess. You always, always get the scallop separately. So you can always, you know, at that point you want, look, do you want a little, um, little scallop on the side there? Do you want to wrap that up separately for you for the, for the walk home? The pickled eggs, similarly, they are. Mmm. But the, I mean, I think it's, I, I would argue that it's that they are still. Yeah, they're not even lost, lost leader at all. Sell items, even though there isn't, uh, even though there isn't a really, really hard sell on them. No. But what they also are is, um, uh, possibly the, almost the opposite of a lost leader in, 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 in as much as there's probably always going to be a portion of potato that can't be yeah. made into a chip. Yeah, and that's yeah. basically a scallop. And that's why you end up with such the sizes that you do. So it's, it's really taking that unsellable invent, uh, inventory, inventory. Yeah. yeah. Inventory. Inventory. Um, yeah, you, you've got this inventory that you can't shift otherwise. It's in the same way that apparently Bailey's existed because the Irish milk board had a surplus. Um, and so they figured if they put some whiskey in it and flavored it uh, chocolatey, um, they could, they could call it Bailey's. Um, <laughs> they could call it Bailey's. Was that the end game was calling it Bailey's? It was, yeah. The end game was, look, we've got a thing. We need to call it Bailey's. We don't know what it's going to be yet. <laughs> Get uh, some chocolate. Yeah. Get some milk. Oh, yeah. get some whiskey. Get right. some whiskey. That's, and that's Bailey's. There's your Bailey's. Now what do we do? Uh, now we now we uh, ask Mr. Dooley if he wants to make a competing product. Oh, um, there he is. There he is. Yes. Um, um, no, uh, that's, so that's what I was going to suggest as well, that the, the, the potato chipping machine perhaps produces these slices that can't go through again. Yeah. And then you dip them into your batter and then you, you, then you get some mug to come in. <laughs> pretty laughing at me with his 30p. <laughs> you guys, 30p. Check this out. 
I just sold a piece of actual rubbish. <laughs> I just sold good. him waste. <laughs> and he, he guzzled it down. He guzzled down that waste. Look at him with his nose in a bag like that. What's he doing? Oh god, he's got he's just been given a bag of greasy byproduct. Do you um do you have a tradition in your family of having scraps or better bits? No. You're familiar with the concept? Yes. Yeah, good. <laughs> what do you call them? No, we just don't. Never asked for them. Never had them. But what do you call them? Oh no, that's the one. I mean, like I, I know when you said scraps, I knew what you meant. Yeah. Uh, likewise, if you, when you said batter bits, I also knew what you meant. So I can know what things are without having ever used the words. <laughs> do you follow? <laughs> I do follow. It's it's like when people it's like when people say, well, it's it's what I call a wall. No, no, it's a it's a wall. We all call it a wall. <laughs> Yeah, well, so the, the, I th- I think the Midlands nomenclature for them is scraps. I think, um, and and they are a thing that are free. Whoa, yeah, whoa, now, yeah, I think I it's just feel free like, treats. Yeah, I feel like if you if you've got a chippy with which you are friendly, um, and you say, you know, you you spy a little bit of batter somewhere, and you're like, God, you chuck us a bit of that, they would probably do it. And, mm. and it wouldn't occur to them. I don't know how many places would have it as a line item. Well, b- bits of rubbish. Yeah. It should be a gentleman's agreement. It should be the, the chippy equivalent of a lock-in. But <laughs> you look in the right direction, you make the right secret handshake or the, the nose, the, the finger touches the nose in the right way. And then you end up with, with some, um, some bits of batter in your, uh, in your bag. I told you about the, um, I told you about the lock-in, um, in, I better not name them. One one of the pubs in Erdington where where I had a lock in. Have I told you the story about that? Don't think so. Have we got time? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very it's a very very quick story. Well, so obviously the the licensing laws are so liberalised in the UK that a lock in is kind of a moot point now. Yeah, you just have to have applied for the license, don't you? You still you still have to apply for a twenty four hour license, I think. Yeah, yeah. You just, yeah. You just have to go. I'm just not going to shut, and they go, all right. Yeah. So I was uh, imagine my surprise when <laughs> we were. Um, the the bar staff came out of the beer garden where we were, and they went, "Um, lads, you can have to come inside or, or go, because um, you know, it's uh, time's getting on." We're like, "Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Uh, that's good of them to look after their neighbours like that, and not leave rowdy fuckers like us in the garden." So we went inside, and uh, someone's by the door, and a few people are leaving, and he puts these massive bolts across the door. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's a lock-in. That's a bit strange. And then he goes, right, you are. Door's locked. And then suddenly ashtrays come out from under the tables. Yes. And everyone starts smoking. Yeah. I've had this at a social club uh, a few years ago. I was quite surprised. Uh, I'm, I'm completely with you. Um, and it is, it is suddenly it, it, it becomes the, the bar in, um, it becomes the titty twister. Like all rules have now gone out the window because there's bolts on the door. <laughs> um whatever happens in these in these walls is 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 a it's amsterdam like it's yeah it's a completely yeah lawless zone (laughs) i mean like i i think you you don't need to look anywhere further than that lock-in to kind of see where brexit comes from there's a load of people smoking their tabs going when we get when we kick out the brussels bureaucrats we'll be able to do this every night lads we have to wait until midnight we'll be at six o'clock Feet on the table, packet of Dunhills. Wee! Hey, hey, we can all live until we're 
55. <laughs> right, I didn't manage to get my homework done and I've got a good excuse. Okay. Um, so I was going to watch Black Panther, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, the internet has been telling me it's on Netflix. It's not on Netflix, mate. No, it's, uh, yeah, the, the internet will tell you it's on American Netflix. Oh. Yeah. The days of me having a VPN and, mm-hmm. um, actually I have got a VPN, but the days of me yeah. using a VPN to get different Netflix catalogs. Netflix, um, busts my VPN. It, it knows, it knows what game I'm playing. Well, that's, I think that's probably why I stopped. <laughs> yeah. I don't have it for that purpose, but I, I accidentally had it on at one point and then, uh, oh, Netflix doesn't work. Oh, yeah. No, I had, um, I had the, the, the one that everyone used. The one that was specifically mm. for, for the Netflix. Oh, was it Hol- Holler? Because mm, I, I know it, lots of people used Holler. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I had that and I had Morflix, so I'd look up which catalogue it was in. Oh, nice. So Mor- Morflix used to pull the um, the catalogues for all the different countries through its API and then you'd get the um, – <clears throat> you would get a pay- – you'd search for a film and it would, go- it would go off and interrogate all the different Netflix APIs and yep. it would come back with a page and it would just put a flag for each country it was available in. Are you aware of uh, JustWatch.com? Nope. Uh, use JustWatch.com. Okay. It's that, but for all of the services, including oh, yeah, no, more like terrestrial. Yeah, more flicks and yeah. the other things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, that was the that was the, the use case. So I didn't watch Black Panther, and there's a, a subsidiary element to that, which is, as we know, a, a broadband honeymoon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I guess I could have bought it through Apple TV, but Apple TV seems to be, of all the services, the one that's most likely to stutter and buffer. No! Um, so I, I've been having a little bit of patchy Netflix, mm. so I wouldn't want to step up and, and, and get, um, get iTunes. Um, I haven't got time to go into my, my Wi-Fi woes. You've given me some tips. Yeah, we, short. we had an off-air chat and, I'm, um, coming up short. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll continue that off-air and we'll, we'll figure it out. So I, did, so I didn't do that. What I have been doing is, um, I haven't finished it yet. I've watched Blade Runner instead, 2049. Hey! Which I haven't got around to doing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a lot. It's a long. That wasn't long my homework. Friend. God, it's long. So I, I am a garbage friend. It's fine. Um, I can't even remember what mine was. Um, I, I think it was fairly nebulous. Uh, I have got homework this week. I'm going to set myself the homework of cancelling. I think it's going to be all, all of my home Virgin services. Wow. Because I only have the TiVo, and as we discussed, um, yeah, I had to unplug the TiVo. <laughs> Because it was interfering with the internet, uh, and and you know, once I realised I've not used the TiVo in about six weeks to to two months, if not much longer, I may as well stop paying for that. And there's nothing else under my personal account that I'm paying for. You know, they'll want me to keep a phone line, and I, I'm kind of tempted to just say, you know what, screw it. I've got Virgin uh, business for the broadband. Yeah, I don't need you for anything else. So I might actually be able to live a life where I don't have a landline that's not plugged into anything. Like I just don't have one anymore. Virgin in my last, in my last dealings with them, if you pushed hard enough, you could not have the landline. Uh, okay. Did you not know about this? I think I, I think we, I feel like this is a discussion we may have had at some point, but I, I never pushed hard enough. So um, um, yeah. for a couple of years, I didn't have one basically because yeah. I phoned them up and I said, hey, listen, you're not 
Telephone. Yeah, you know and I know. You, you we, we both know that the, we don't need this. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this is literally not a thing that I need to have. And they went, yeah, no, you're you're right, mate. Just um, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I managed to get like a bespoke bundle that didn't, well, that wasn't a bundle. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So it was all good. It was all good. What what, what do I need to do? Uh, well, you need to watch uh, Blade Runner. Well, that's that's an easy week for me then. I'm going to watch Solo as well, but that's not that's not really homework. It's on my uh, on my watch list. Yeah, it should be. Uh, I watched um, Ready. Yes, I watched Ready Player One on Sunday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, Birmingham, yeah. isn't it? Yay, mm. Birmingham. Mm. Oh well. So, for those of you who are not in the know, um, Ready Player One is is a is a local news story because most of it was filmed in Birmingham. Well, you can watch <laughs> most it of you, it is probably. You can watch uh, it and you can see where they've stuck bits of computer graphics on top of Birmingham. <laughs> what do I need to do with my life, Mark Stedman? Uh, okay, you need to um, do the Wi-Fi test and um, figure out whether your uh, internet problem is a Wi-Fi problem or an internet problem. Okay. Okay. No, that's good. Right. Thank you. You can you can use me for help on that, but th- that's what you need to do. Okay. Should we call that show. Just do it. Okay. Cool. Right, I'll see you next time. Bye, friend. This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podientproductions.com.